Welcome to the Georgia Today podcast from GPB News. Today is Thursday, July 6th. I'm Peter Biello. On today's episode, a Georgia attorney who promoted lies about the 2020 election is retiring. Girl Scouts are rallying in central Georgia's Crawford County in opposition to a proposed rock quarry. And the new state ethics commission ruling could lead to more people running for public office. These stories and more are coming up on this edition of Georgia Today. A Georgia attorney who filed legal challenges seeking to overturn Donald Trump's 2020 election loss is giving up his law license. Lynn Wood was facing possible disbarment for violating professional codes relating to false claims and bizarre behavior. Wood first gained fame as the lawyer for Richard Jewell, an Atlanta security guard initially suspected of the 1996 Centennial Olympic Park bombing. He later represented other high-profile clients before promoting baseless conspiracies that made him the subject of complaints before the state bar. Georgia parents suing the state over its law limiting gender-affirming care for transgender children had their first day in court yesterday. The law went into effect on July 1st, and lawyers for the parents are asking a federal judge to block it while the case moves forward. Yesterday's hearing dealt with the timeline for future hearings. The judge said if both sides didn't agree to a schedule by tomorrow morning, she would decide one for them. A South Georgia Girl Scouts organization is rallying opposition to a rock quarry development in Crawford County. GPB's Eliza Moore reports the proposed quarry is near a Girl Scout camp. Camp Martha Johnston has been serving Girl Scouts for almost a century. Now, a Kentucky-based company aims to start a granite quarry two miles away. LaDawn Shaw is Chief Advancement Officer of the Girl Scouts of Historic Georgia. She says the quarry poses environmental threats to the camp and county residents. Pollution, the um, extra traffic, the water system being impacted, the environment being impacted, natural elements of the camp could be impacted. LaDawn says scouts have sent letters, emails, and signed a community-led petition against the quarry. Now, some plan to join community members in speaking against the quarry during the July 18th meeting of the Crawford County Commission. For GPB News, I'm Eliza Moore in Macon. South Georgia has a new Level 3 trauma center. Officials at Valdosta's South Georgia Medical Center last month announced that the State Department of Public Health has recognized their hospital with a Level 3 designation. That means people with critical injuries now have access to a range of specialized care closer to where they need it. The hospital's Emily Brown says it's good news for patients and the Georgia Trauma Commission. It just helps them to also be able to market that and facilitate to the community, you know, there's care, there's great care, even south of Macon, you know, where you're not going to have your bigger centers. Before the designation, the closest Level 3 trauma centers to Valdosta were in Thomasville, 45 miles away, and Cordell, 90 miles away. The designation fills a coverage gap along the Interstate 75 corridor, Altogether, Georgia has 10 Level 3 trauma centers, with significant coverage gaps remaining in rural areas. Atlanta-based convenience store giant Racetrack is buying the nationally recognized fuel brand Gulf Oil. The purchase announced yesterday was made for an undisclosed sum and expands Racetrack's family of companies to nearly 40 states. Racetrack calls it the largest acquisition in its history. Racetrack is Georgia's second largest privately held company. Gulf Oil traces its history back more than a century and has more than 1,200 branded locations across the country. The mastermind behind an almost $10 million fraud scheme has been sentenced to 16 years in federal prison. 
Kerika Wortham has been sentenced for stealing more than $9.4 million while working as an operations manager at the Amazon warehouse in Smyrna from August 2020 to March of 2022. Seven individuals, including Wortham, have now been charged in connection with the scheme. According to the U.S. Attorney's Office, Wortham submitted more than $10 million in fictitious invoices for fake vendors, causing Amazon to pay approximately $9.4 million to Wortham and her co-conspirators. She then committed new crimes while on bond, even creating a fake dismissal document purporting to be from the court that included the forged signature of the chief U.S. District Judge. Georgia could see more parents and caregivers seek public office under a new ruling by the State Ethics Commission. GPB's Donna Lowry reports. Candidates can now use campaign money for caregiving. When Uriel Hemmerly ran for a Georgia State Senate seat last year, her dad had open-heart surgery. I was driving to Kennesaw Hospital every morning to check on my dad. Hemmerly told her story to the Georgia Ethics Commission as it considered allowing candidates to use campaign money to fund care for children and elderly parents. Hemmerly needed help with her dad post-surgery. State Representative Beth Camp of Concord is among the lawmakers who requested expanding campaign finance rules. Um, We need people who are from all walks of life, not people who are independently wealthy only, running for public office. The move aligns Georgia with federal campaign finance regulations. Donna Lowry for GPB News. Southeast Georgia's Bryan County has issued a partial development moratorium. The move comes as county planners cope with the deluge of permit requests in the area around the Hyundai Electric Vehicle Manufacturing Site now under construction. County Commission Chairman Carter Infinger says the massive plant is transforming the region. The pause on new permits includes the area around the new plant and could last for months while planners work through applications. In sports, All-Stars Sean Murphy, Matt Olson, and Austin Riley homered as Atlanta bounced back from one of its rare losses and beat the Cleveland Guardians 8-1 last night. Meanwhile, pitcher Max Fried, who has been on the injured list with a strained left forearm since early May, came through his second live batting practice session yesterday without any issues. When asked how Fried was feeling, manager Brian Snicker only said, good. He wouldn't reveal the next step for the right-hander other than to say he would travel with the team to Tampa. The Braves have the day off today before starting a three-game series against Tampa tomorrow. The Braves and the Tampa Bay Rays have the two best records in baseball. And in basketball, the Atlanta Dream beat the Los Angeles Sparks yesterday, 90-79. Alicia Gray led the team with her 23 points in her 34 minutes of play. And that is now three in a row for the Dream. They'll try to make it four when they head to Chicago tomorrow to start a two-game series against the Sky. And that is it for today's edition of Georgia Today. If you want to learn more about any of these stories, please do visit our website, gpb.org news. We are posting new stories all the time. And if you haven't subscribed to this podcast yet, take a moment and do it now. We will be back with you in your podcast feed tomorrow afternoon with all the top stories in the state. And if you have feedback for us, send it our way. Our email address is georgiatoday at gpb.org. I'm Peter Biello. Thanks again for listening. We'll see you tomorrow.